So what, we watch anime So what, we play League We're just having fun We don't care who sees So what, we stay in It don't bother me Living young, pale and nerdy Hello and welcome to the Read and Entertainment Podcast Episode 36 for January 10th, 2016 with me this week, we actually have somebody different than normal. We have Connor Nemesis Besh. I'm here sometimes. You're here sometimes, but you're not here every single week. No, I, I could be changing, though. My schedule's a little more fixed. Anyways, go on. Good. And we also have, of course, Andrew Roa McFain. I just realized it's really nice that it's so cold because I don't have to have my fan on anymore. Yeah, that's kind of nice. I don't like having a fan pointed right at me all the time. I don't like wind in my face. I also don't like it when my friend Ricky will get on a call with me and have his fan literally bro- blowing <laughs> right onto the microphone. Yeah, uh, Ricky's known for one thing, it's that. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I'm Nathan Reetenspruth, by the way. And we have a few stories here this week. Actually, Connor is really interested in one of the stories. We're going to talk about that. But first, we're going to ask, Connor, what games have you been playing this week? Um, I've been kind of actually shuffling through a lot of stuff. Uh, City Skyline, usually what I've been doing is uh, get home from work, get a little bit drunk, and then I just sit down and try to plan a city. You know, about as well as you would imagine if the uh, the city manager was really, really intoxicated. And retarded. It's been fun, but it hasn't been fun. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But I'm playing through Portal again, just because... I don't need to justify that. Portal's a great game. That's true. So, let me ask, City Skyline's kind of like The Sims? Uh, it's this. It's SimCity. Yeah. But uh, you know, not dicks. Oh. Okay. A lot of the restrictions that they put in place for SimCity, the kind of things where they didn't announce it, but you know, they were planning just, hey, we'll release this later as DLC. Uh, Skylines, their team is just like, no, that that should just be present. You know, you should just be able to do that. So, what systems are Skitties Skitties City Skylines for? PC, I think. Um, I want to say they have a Linux version, but I don't know why I want to say that. So if you wanted to play it on a system that's not Windows, just check and make sure before you download it. Right. So I believe it's... you're right because mm-hmm. I I have it. I went to run it on my Steam box and I accidentally started installing it on my Steam box and. Yeah, I, I'm not sure why I think it's for Linux. I I do like I do have Linux partitions, obviously, just being a programmer, but I haven't had to like play a game on one in a while right so it's not on so it's not on a a playstation playstation 4 or or xbox one or anything i don't think it would work that well i mean i I could think of ways you could do it i just wouldn't prefer it that way right i I feel like if you want to get the best cities experience you got to go sword and board keyboard and mouse right that makes sense you Uh, can also use the steam controller it has very yeah they they like worked with Valve on adding Steam controller support to it that from what I've seen works surprisingly well. I think I'll can get we, it. Uh, can we bring up something that we weren't going to talk about? Sure. That I think y'all talked about before actually. Uh, um, have sure. any of you guys experienced the Steam controller yet? Like hands on? No, I, I want use to. It daily. I want to get one. Well then, uh, 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 how how do you like it? Like, give a give a quick review. Um, I feel like you already have, but just do it again. It's uh, fantastic for a lot of things, but not everything. Um, Particularly if you're going to use the right touchpad for an analog stick, 
you're going to have a bad time. Um, but fortunately, uh, most of the time you wouldn't have to do that because in shooters they have, uh, as well as being able to just use the right touchpad as a mouse input, they have this weird way that they've somehow managed to make it like mouse input, but it, the game reads it as a joystick input. And it basically gives you one-to-one movement with your basically if your thumb was the mouse. Uh, that sounds fantastic. Yeah, it's it's infinitely more precise than using a regular two-stick configuration. Um, the only time I've had problems with that is uh, I was trying to play Fallout uh, with it yesterday and lock picking um, because of the way that they do it, the way that they they've they've hacked together this input. Um, you can't really lockpick with that input unless you turn on edge uh, scrolling, where you once you hit the edge of the touchpad, it just keeps going. Um, so, that, but that's really the only hiccup that I've noticed so far. Otherwise, it's absolutely fantastic for games that are designed for the mouse, and it might be better than using a regular two-stick controller in most other instances. Like, and for fifty dollars, like. It's cheaper than getting an Xbox One controller if you want it to be wireless. And uh, I've used it daily uh, since Christmas, and the battery still hasn't gone down from five bars. So the battery life is also amazing. Now, does it have a rechargeable battery? No, it takes two double A's. Okay. Um, But you can plug it in, um, and it will... It'll just use power uh, over a USB connection. And what does it connect with? Just micro USB. No, I mean uh, wirelessly. Oh, it has a little dongle that it oh, comes okay. with. So kind of like the Xbox One dongle. Uh, yeah, except it actually comes with it and still only costs $50. That is awesome because <laughs> I, I bought the, the Xbox One dongle for 25 bucks. Mm-hmm. So Since what I'm you're dumb. saying, Nathan, is you're not going to need the Xbox One dongle. Send it to your friend Connor. Mm, I don't know. If Connor sends me $25, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> um, so follow-up question, though. I'm pretty sure I'm the only trash lord in this call who likes to play first-person shooters. I like them a lot. They're fun. I like first-person um, shooters. However, I pretty much strictly... Like, if I'm playing Battlefield 4 or Halo or something like... I guess Halo's a bad example. Like, Stalker. I'm keyboard and mouse all the way. It's just how, you know, I'm used to having the the flexibility that a keyboard gives you. How do you think, being someone like that, it would work for a first-person shooter? Um, in playing uh, Rainbow Six Siege with it... God, I um, need to get that game too. Fuck. I, th- I really... Obviously, a mouse and keyboard is going to give you more precision that you're, than you're ever going to get with pretty much any controller, but uh, I would say that it's a really great uh, stepping point. Um, you're, it takes some getting used to, definitely. Yeah, I like uh, that, though. It, it's, um, like, it, it feels really weird at first, but once you, once you can get used to it, uh, it's not on par with using a mouse and keyboard, but it's certainly like, leagues beyond using, like, an Xbox controller with it. And, like, I, I don't think that most casual-grade players are really going to notice that big of a of a difference between mouse and keyboard and controller usage, for the most part. 
So definitely not a replacer, but a nice alternative. Yeah, it's good for if you just really don't feel like sitting at your desk and you really just want to lay down on the couch and play something. Um, I wouldn't use it for, say, Call of Duty unless I had, like, many hours of practicing with it. But for something a lot more slow-paced, like uh, Rainbow Six or, like, a Stalker or Fallout-type game, uh, I think it's it's a really great... Uh, replacement for a regular like 360 or xbox one controller where you still have you still have a good experience but you're not having to sit straight up and use the mouse and keyboard and all that so what what i'm getting from this is that aro has played fallout and rainbow six siege (laughs) i know it's uh yeah i'm probably gonna pick a, a steam controller up with my next paycheck, if I can, and Rainbow Six Siege, because I played the beta with you, and that was it was an awesome game. Uh, the servers were bad though, weren't they? When they first came up, they were garbage, and uh, they have since uh, done a lot of improving. And I haven't played since the latest update, um, but the most recent update also changed the tick rate on the servers. Um, Apparently they were running as low as, uh, I think, 10 or 15 hertz. Ooh. Um, and uh, they were supposed to be running at 30. Yeah. Uh, because consoles. And now they are running at 60, uh, which is the same rate as the game. And that's supposed to fix all of the problems that people have been experiencing, and I included have been experiencing this, where... You you hit somebody and they don't it doesn't register that you hit them yeah or or they hit you and you were very clearly not where it thinks you were whenever you got hit like there was a lot of like problems that, with that that sounds like lag to me it it would be lag if it wasn't for everyone in the game consistently has right around fifty millisecond ping oh okay like it, it's because the it, it's like it's like lag on an even smaller level where um, it, it's just the game isn't updating where everybody is fast enough. Oh, okay. So it's server lag. Yeah. Um, but the last update should have fixed that. I haven't read whether it actually did, and I haven't played it since they updated it. So hoping to give that a shot like tonight and see if that did any better, any, it made any difference. So... Have you pl- have you been playing anything else? Um Lisa. You been, is, uh... You've been playing with a little girl named Lisa. Okay. Does she need braces? <laughs> no. Okay, what's what's up with Lisa? Lisa is a um so you got you, you know what uh, Undertale is, right? Right. Undertale is kind of like in the style of Earthbound. Well, Lisa kind of did that first. Oh, okay. And received much less coverage. For, right. Uh, and I think the main reason for that is because Lisa is, like, leagues beyond the 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 darkest thing probably that I, I can imagine is in uh, Undertale. Is in Undertale. Um, the it, it's a two D, uh, kind of it, it's an it's an RPG. But the focus is really more just on the plot. 
and it is it is very dark, very mature, but it has this it has the earthbound aesthetic going for it where there's a lot of silly stuff happening on the surface, but uh once you once you dig in there, like there's a lot of fucked up shit that happens in that game. Right. Um So are and, you liking it though? I uh so far am adoring it. That's good. Um and there's a lot of replayability in it because your party members um at various points throughout the game you can just sacrifice them. Oh good. And uh like I the, love sacrificing people. Th- the first choice I got was do you want to keep all of the items in your inventory or do you want to keep your first partner in your party? <laughs> did you ke- did you keep all the stuff in your inventory? No, I kept I kept my buddy even though your character is drug addicted. And you also have to give up the drugs that you're addicted to whenever you what? do that. So your stats are permanently crippled. You can't you can't give up your drugs. And I've read that like later on in the game you can choose to give up limbs or not. Um and just lot and you can play Russian roulette with your party members, uh basically having them play and then if they lose, well they're dead, but if you if they win, then you get stuff. Like it's it's pretty fucking cool. Um, Connor would be like, "All right, so we've already shot five times. <laughs> <laughs> we can do it." Uh, that sounds actually like a, a messed up game, but actually pretty fun. Yeah, I've, and I've been listening to the soundtrack extensively, and it is absolutely amazing. That's good. That's good. It really sounds. I mean, I'll have to play it. it would, and you'd recommend it? I take it. Oh, definitely. Um, I've been it's... playing Undertale like crazy, and I've I've fallen in love with that game. It's amazing, mostly because yeah, I love Earthbound too. Right. Uh, but the the scene you're describing reminds me of a part in Earthbound, uh, and it's not really a spoiler. Where uh, Prince Pooh, he goes off to meditate at the corner of the lawn, and the meditation he takes is uh, this being is depriving him of his limbs and then his senses. And as you may or may not know, as a Buddhist, that is an actual like Pali Canon script. And it kind of reminds me of that. I I can see myself enjoying that story. Yeah, it's um it's pretty fucking cool and like I haven't even touched on the main part of the plot and and if you're interested based on that then uh definitely check it out. It's it's $10 right now, but you can get it you can get it for a lot cheaper during like any sale. And uh there's also uh so uh, like a a $5 uh, DLC uh for after you finish the game. Uh, there's just a little bit of a continuation after that. It's technically part two in a three-part story, but um, the first game, a the first game is, uh, I would really just recommend you you read it on, read about it on the wiki after you played through uh, Lisa some because the first game is not very interesting to actually play. Uh, if you know what Ume Nikki is, it's very much inspired by that. I have no I idea. Yeah, I don't. Just, <laughs> We're just like, it's like, oh. a, it's like an exploration game, um, and I don't know. The gameplay is not very, not very good. Oh, from, okay. from what I've seen, but the story is interesting, and it leads directly into Lisa. Uh, but you can definitely play Lisa without any context and get get an amazing plot going. So, okay. Cool. And have you played anything else? Rainbow Six Siege, Fallout Four, Lisa. 
Um, are you wanting me to mention that we played Jackbox yesterday? No, I was going to mention that. Okay. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah, I play. I've been playing Binding of Isaac, uh, Rebirth, and the DLC Afterbirth. Still playing that game, getting a lot better at it. Uh, <laughs> I was doing pretty yeah, awful. For... Yeah, fuck you, Connor. Uh, <laughs> but like last night, I had some runs that were just I was getting unlucky. But today, I've done some runs and I've beaten it three times today. So. <laughs> I have the runs. Uh, other than that, other than that, we've been playing. We played last night Jackbox Party Pack Two, and that was kind of fun. It was. Uh, it was. I think it would have been better had I uh, not been a lazy piece of shit. Yeah, had we have been downstairs, because there's a way you could have done it where we could have made the sound go through your your microphone type of thing. I I. And... I yeah, I could have made it a lot better. I just didn't want to. Yeah, you're a lazy bastard. But it was still pretty fun. Uh, the there was one game we couldn't play. It was the there were a couple games we couldn't play. The bidding game was pretty awful, where you draw and you bid oh, on. Oh yeah, art. we we couldn't do that over stream just um, because of luck. The music game wasn't very good because we would be tr- I would be trying to listen to the sounds and then like everyone would be talking. Tyler would ball. start talking and we'd be like, "Shut the fuck up, Tyler." Yeah, yeah. It, that game is really fucking fun. It's just that uh Tyler primarily was was fucking it up. Yeah. And uh but the Fibbage was pretty good and what was the other one the uh, um Quiplash. Yeah, Quiplash. I was very surprised everybody enjoyed that so much. Uh it started like after the second game it started getting kind Hard of down humanity-ish. Yeah, it, yeah. it just it stops being fun. Do the most edgy thing you could do. Yeah. yeah. Uh but you know, at first it's pretty good. For the at least for, you know, fifteen, twenty minutes it's it's not bad. Yeah. Uh do, do you own the first uh yep. party box? He we does. Should, we both we play, do. Uh, you don't know Jack sometime. I love that game. Okay. Yeah, I love You Don't Know Jack. And you should uh, not be a lazy bastard about it. <laughs> That's my suggestion. Because we did it on Google Hangouts before and that wasn't too bad. I imagine it'd be fine on Hangouts. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it's just he was being lazy. Other than that, I haven't really played anything, though. I've been kind of just playing lots of Binding of Isaac. That's okay. That's a good game. It is a good game. Uh, I, I showed that game to my coworker, and he said it looked like crap. He didn't He didn't think it looked fun. Well, everyone's entitled to their wrong opinion. Exactly. That's, that's pretty much what I told him. But let's get on to... Some other things that we want to talk about a game that will not be coming out. Uh, when I posted the story, when I when I decided I'm gonna we're gonna talk about this, the Kickstarter was still on, but it has since been canceled. Uh, somebody was trying to make a Star Wars, an open world Star Wars RPG, and uh, or Star Wars like RPG, and. Uh, yeah, it didn't work at all because surprise, Dis- surprise, surprise! Disney is very good at keeping their, their IPs. Yeah, keeping their IPs safe. So, I mean, let's just look at a few different things. Look at how much money he wanted to raise, and he thought he could make an open world RPG for this. Yeah, two hundred thousand dollars. And and the fucking the tagline here is 
is exploring the galaxy freely as a Jedi. Like, you, you want to make an open world, like, galaxy level fucking RPG for 200,000 in 2016? Yeah, well, and the thing is, he wanted to have it done by 2017. December 2017. So, the only thing I could think is, it would essentially be Star Citizen. Except, to that scope, imagine the issue Star, uh, Star Citizen is having in its alpha. That would be the game. You <laughs> you wouldn't be able to shrink it down with the same liberty that Star Citizen has and still be able to afford good gameplay. Right. Uh, It's just... There's a few, yeah, it says estimated, no, estimated delivery is October 2016. Uh, estimated delivery of the game, uh, December 2017, is when he thought it was going to be done. Are you, are you, did, did you read the, uh, the thing that he wrote about him canceling? Uh, no, I didn't read the cancellation one, no. Um... I I don't I, I th- this is the biggest pile of autism. All right, let's let's just read. It. I'll read it. <clears throat> Hello everyone. I would like to start out by saying I'm sorry to Disney for using their logo and name. Having said that, I find it very disturbing that you want to report me to them. Like okay, so somebody reported you to Disney. Yes. Uh, as if they didn't already know. You truly want to see s- some be in debt for the rest of... <laughs> rest spelled with the W. <laughs> of their, like, wrestler. Uh, of their life because they had a dream for a video game that they never created. Very selfish and very ironic. Disney was created because Walt Disney had a dream, was it not? I find it ironic because on a lot of the news and the forums there was a quote saying, I said it read... I have talked to Disney, and they have informed me to contact LucasArts. I believe most of you said, quote, that's like a father telling the kid to go talk to their mother because they do not want to deal with them. Yet I received emails from random people basically telling their dad, send me to timeout because they don't like me. He is... I stole, inter- I stole intellectual property, and now I'm sad because I got caught. <laughs> Pretty hey, much. Hey. Disney was created because Walt Disney had a dream, right? And that dream was based on stealing other people's ideas. Hey. Alternative response. <clears throat> Walt Disney and MLK are pretty much the same person, right? Well, yeah. here's the here's the thing though. Walt Disney did st- a lot of their movies and ideas and stuff are quotes. They would be <laughs> stolen. Yeah, they would oh, be yeah. stolen, but they were in <clears throat> the public domain. Mm-hmm. Star Wars not so much in the public domain. I just read the picture at the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It says Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yep. It's... Like the number one? Yes. Yes. Jesus. Yep. That's yeah, just... spelled Kenobi wrong, and there's no capitalization whatsoever. No. Well, no, Lucas Lucas capitalized. Oh, uh, yeah, be like Luke Skywalker. Skywalker. Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> so this is a person who's never played a Star Wars in his life. Um, oh, wait, 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 wait. Uh, I want to say on the on the last part, thirdly, actually, thirdly, I know my spelling and grammar sucks, but all you need is the force and you will all do okay in life. 
I wrote the entire thing on my cell phone while in Childress, Texas, Texas, with one bar. With a one bar. <laughs> with a so one bar. Your um, the your your the strength of your signal determines your ability to type. Yeah. Uh oh, I guess with with one bar. Okay. I was Why like, did he say Juan? I don't know. <laughs> so I did not care for spelling mistakes. Because of that, I really didn't think I'd actually be doing this. As many of you have pointed out, am I highly unqualified? Yeah, you never made a game in your life. The point is that the whole Kickstarter is to not let your dreams be dreams. Don't say tomorrow, just do it. Um, is he, is he, He's trolling, right? He has to be. Like, I. my thing is, okay. Did he think that the freaking Disney people would just ignore him and let him create this Star Wars open world RPG? Did he? This whole thing is a mess. Yeah. Hopefully a purposely constructed one, but I I don't know, man. People were backing it, though. I'd back that. That, Without doing any research, I'd back that. Well, there were people who donated... Uh, $1,500 to it. Well, they, they probably, I'm going to imagine they knew that it was just, they were, it was going to get canceled. So they just donated because they knew that none of their money was actually going to be going away. But I just, it's hard to believe that this guy thought that he could get away with this. That he actually thought that he would be able to make even $200,000. Without Disney being like, hey, uh... Some nice money you got there. It'd be a shame if something happened to it. Yeah, that's a lot of money you got there. It'd be nice if we took <laughs> it. I think I think our CEO needs a bonus. Uh, So, ridiculous, Wait, but hilarious, that, too. Yeah, this this might have actually been a troll thing the whole time. I'm pretty sure. Because did you read the, the difference between the $5 and the $10 tier? Letter from me thanking you for helping make this happen will be signed by the makers of the game. Letter from me thanking for helping making this game will be signed by the makers of the game. Same as above, just fit for those with bigger pockets. Eh. <laughs> that kind of makes sense. Copy it's... of the game when it becomes available. Small contribution to the game, like your name appearing as one of the characters in the game, or a pilot named after you, or a special lightsaber that you help create. For the fifteen hundred dollars, yeah, it, I wouldn't be surprised. Or if this was just somebody who wanted to get two hundred thousand dollars easily, that could definitely have been. Yeah, With Kickstarter, you're not actually obligated to make the thing you say you're going to make, right? Uh, they've actually crack been cracking down on that. Yeah, but here's another thing: How did Kickstarter allow this to happen? <laughs> well. I don't think things need to be, like, formally uh, moderated in order to be started up. I thought yeah, they, they I thought they, they had, a like, a review process. They do, yeah. but that's probably just... Well, yeah, I, th- I thought it was kind of dookie. Yeah, well, it's probably Obviously. something along the lines of, like, like, okay, is this openly exploitative? No. Okay, whatever. Like, is this is this funding child pornography? Okay. Fine, 2016 kickstarted. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this is stupid. Let's let's move on. Uh, we're going to talk about classic game room. 
Do either of you watch Classic Game Room? I did. I actually didn't know it was a thing until I read up uh, for the podcast. Okay, so Classic Game Room is actually pretty popular. I uh, way more popular than I thought it was. Uh, I like Classic Game Room. He just basically. For the last couple years, he's been doing a review. Actually, for like the last six years, he's been doing a review pretty much every day. You know, uh, about Genesis game, Vectress game, just whatever he has laying around, he'll do the a review. The kind of games we like. Yeah, the tiny, kind of games that we like. So He does love the Vectrex. He does. Much. The Vectrex and uh, Truxton. So, yeah. uh, I, was, I was like, okay. And earlier last year, he's like, okay, so... I'm going to quit doing Classic Game Room. The 2008 to 2015 edition of Classic Game Room is going away. And after the start of the year, I'll tell you guys what's going to happen with Classic Game Room. And what happened was he started a Kickstarter. Or not a Kickstarter. Blah. My mind was back on the previous story. He started a Patreon. And if anyone doesn't know, a Patreon is where... A content creator like the guy from Classic Game Room, I believe his name's Mark. Uh, he what he'll do is he will say, "I'm gonna do this if I get X amount of money a month." Basically, like I'll continue doing Classic Game Room if I'm able to meet, basically meet my bills. I'll be I'll start doing Classic Game Room through Patreon and not through ads on YouTube, which is fine. But he's asking for a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. He's like, also I'm... kind of completely misunderstanding what the purpose of Patreon is. That, that's right. what I was going to bring up. Like he wants Patreon to be the, his only source of income. Well, that's that's one thing. Yeah, admirable, not likely. Right. Well, I mean, with the amount of money he's getting every month, now you do have to be suspect when it comes to. How much money you get, because a lot of times you only get about two-thirds of the actual money because, you know, cards get declined and stuff like that. But in order so in order to do Classic Game Room part-time, which is he would make two or three episodes a week, he was asking for $5,000 a month just to do a couple videos a week. I mean, that's a pretty good paycheck, dude. That's a – I mean, even – so let's say let's take off Patreon. Okay. Uh Patreon takes 10%, right, Aroa? Um yeah, they they said in estimation um after all credit card fees and everything else, um they expect most patrons to or Patreons uh people to get around 90% of what is actually on their page. Okay. So he makes Okay, let's just say 10 to 15%. Let's say 10%. Yeah. Um, so he's making right now, and I, I did a video on this on YouTube and I did the math, but I'm going to, going to do it right now. So, so $8,525 a month is what he's making right now. Oh, refresh the page then. Why is he making more? 8,557. Oh my God. That is, it, it went up whenever I refreshed just now, even. Like it went up by another uh, like five dollars. Eight five five seven. Oh, a lot yeah, of people so like this. Eight five five. Yeah, yeah. So it's a good show, but so times that by twelve. Okay, so you get one hundred two thousand six hundred eighty four. Okay, times that by point nine because that's taking off the ten percent for Patreon. So that's ninety two thousand dollars a year before taxes. 
times that again by 0.7, let's say that that number, the 92,000, let's say he's getting taxed 30% of that. Okay. That's 64,000, over $64,000 a year bring home that he would be bringing with $8,557. And that's not even him doing it full time. That's him doing one or two episodes a week or well, two to three episodes a week. The next step at $10,000, uh, when he meets that, if he meets that, is when he'll find he'll start doing three to six reviews a week. So also, that's a lot of fucking money. Also, um, he keeps uh, pointing out all this stuff about the videos being ad-free. That is ad-free for the first two months. Right. Then, then they're ad-driven, which means on top of the money that he makes off of Patreon... He will also still be skimming a little off the top with, uh, with the ads, ads. Yeah. afterwards. And a lot of the stuff he gets, it's sent in by viewers. Yeah. Like, I mean, I whatever. He's going to make a lot of money. I was actually, when I saw the Patreon uh, video that he put up on YouTube, I thought, oh, I like this guy. I might give him $10 a month. You know, just because I think he's a he's a good reviewer and stuff. But then I saw how much money he was wanting and how much the different tiers were, and I was just like, "No, no, this isn't this isn't something I want to support." Yeah, because it's it's one thing to have like high aspirations, but right. it's another it's another t- to upfront. Say, look, I'm not doing this unless I get this much money from my viewers every month. Right. Which that that's what I was I was gonna say with uh with him misunderstanding what Patreon is supposed to be for. Patreon is not supposed to be a way for your viewers to essentially pay you for your content every month. It's right. supposed to be a way for them to support you continuing to do your content every month. Right. What he's essentially doing with with Patreon is basically running a Kickstarter for the first five thousand dollars, right? And then doing a Patreon on top of that. See, I so, have I've done two Patreons. I haven't actually, you know, not myself. I haven't started a Patreon or anything, but I have actually supported two Patreons. the oh, yeah. The two Patreons I've supported were Lord Cat. Because I wanted to watch more Until We Win. That's I like Until We Win. I thought it was a good thing. He said that if we, if he got to a certain goal, which I believe was $1,000 a month or something like that, he would continue to do Until We Win. But he was already doing you know Tech Tuesday and all those other shows. On top of that, he just wanted a little bit of help. And if he got the help that he wanted, he would do more Until We Win. Which is, I think the point of patreon basically yeah it's not supposed to be that you're holding content for ransom you're just supposed to be giving people an avenue with which to support your your work right the other patreon i supported was uh you know mmo grinder yeah um i supported his because i was watching one of his videos and at the end of the video he stated, hey, I have a Patreon going on. You can subscribe to it. There's different benefits if you 
if you donate. Uh, but I want you to know that all my videos are going to be released at the same place at the same time because I will not hold my videos hostage. Right. And I thought, oh, that sounds like a good idea. So I gave, I mean, I only gave them $10 a month, but it was, it was kind of my way of showing, hey, I, I like the way that you're doing things. Mm -hmm. I have no problem with giving you, you know, a few bucks here just to help fund that along. If I got $10 a month from anyone, I would be happy. So, uh, what are your guys' thoughts on this? Like, because have you guys supported any Patreons or even thought about it? I've thought about supporting Patreons before. Um, I'm a broke piece of shit and a college student and making minimum wage. So I'm not yet. I'd like to, though. I think oh, he's cutting out. Oh, God. Oh, God. Uh, you talk, Ra. <laughs> okay. Um, well, currently uh, I support. I only support one. Um, and really I started doing it more of as a joke. Oh. Um, I, I previously supported two, but one of the ones that I was supporting, he kind of, he kind of started getting on my nerves a little, so I stopped. Oh yeah. Um, but the other one, um, she's a cosplayer and initially I did it just because one of the, one of the pages that I like, uh, posted, uh, some stuff from her and, I was like, yeah, fuck it. She's got a Patreon. I'll give her a dollar a month. Yeah. And now, now I actually kind of like her, so um, I, I keep giving her money. Connor started playing Portal 2. What uh, the I've fuck? been playing Portal 2 this whole thing. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> That's nothing new. My, my my internet just came back. Oh, welcome uh, back. So, so, yeah. uh, so I, I did hear everything. I guess I was just choppy as shit. Yeah, you were. Um, what I was going to say is I... I have been wanting to support several Patreons. I haven't done it yet just because I'm trash. Um, eventually, I would like to, and I do like the idea of Patreon. You know, if they're if you're if they're doing a service such as entertainment that you enjoy, and you're gonna tune into, yeah, why not help it out? You know, I've thought about doing a Patreon. I actually joked about it. Um, I I wouldn't start it because I'm not popular enough. But uh, I joked about it because. I was following Lord Cat on Twitter, which he's since been suspended from Twitter for over three months. Uh, and I was like, "Man, I want to, I want to start a Patreon at the one hundred dollar goal. If I get one hundred dollars a month, I will pester Lord Cat to make more until we wins." <laughs> <laughs> and then I got a bunch of retweets. <laughs> I was like, "Yes." So I, I like Patreon, but. Like I think it should be used for something like that, not obviously not pestering people, but saying, "Hey, I want something on top of what the ad revenue is giving me," because yeah. I know Lord Cat has another job. I know that the guy who does MMO Grinder has another job. This is just another way to say, "Hey, we appreciate your work. Will you please keep on doing it?" And with what they're doing with classic game room it's it's a way of him saying hey we appreciate your work we don't think you need to have a full-time job we don't want you to actually have to work because i mean he does it is work making videos mm -hmm. but i think he has it down so far that he can do it pretty quickly and there was one thing i, I mentioned it in the video that i made on youtube the one thing that i'm thinking maybe but probably not, is I know that he has employees. 
or people that work with him. Oh. And at least he did before, but he, so they had a classic game room undertow, which was hosted by someone else and they canceled that. And I don't think that's coming back. So I think he let those people go, but I don't know if he was, I, 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 everything I say would be speculation. Uh, but I just think that maybe he's paying them something and that might be why he wanted to make so much money was so that he could support them as well a little bit. Maybe them having full-time jobs on the side and him doing Classic Game Room by himself. That's the only thing I can think of. Yeah. But, you know, I don't pay you guys shit. So. Nope. Yeah, you can get people on your podcast. It's free. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Let's go, hey, hey, maybe... Maybe we'll be popular in like fifty years. I don't know. I don't know. It could happen. It's could strange, happen. Stranger things have ha- could happen. Yeah. I mean, fucking to-, to biscuits. It's famous. I don't fucking get that shit. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's retarded. Um. Oh, we just lost Connor. Oh, good. So <laughs> awesome. Connor is the best. I love how he, he him just in the he podcast. just found out that he wasn't getting paid. He's like, I'm not getting paid. Click. Uh, Let's move on. Let's talk about something else. We will avoid the two things Connor wants to talk about and push those to the back burner. And we'll talk. We don't care about them. Well, we do. We're we're going to talk about them. We're going to talk about both of them. But there's something. They are both something that Connor wanted to talk about. So we'll move on to what you were wanting to talk about: the Razor Edge, Razor Blade Stealth. Not the Edge. The Edge was. Much weirder. Okay. The the <laughs> Razor Blade Stealth. Want to talk about that? Yeah. So, basically, for the last few years, um, Razor, the, uh, I guess, gaming accessory company. Peripheral. Uh, yeah, peripheral company. They've, they've been trying to sort of weed their way into the, uh, the market of gaming laptops and essentially what they've been making over and over again uh is literally a macbook pro but it runs windows and looks like as super edgy as you could possibly imagine like they made it all black instead of silver and the logo on the back is the razor logo which is this green like Edge Lord, kind of like bullshit. a Triforce, but with snakes. He's back. So he hey, is. Back. You know, I never even noticed that it is kind of like a triangle shape. Yep. Um, see, it, I like to talk trash on Razer because the shit they are, they are notoriously yeah, overpriced. Um, and I I say that as I sit in front of my uh, Razer Black Widow and as. And as you talk and, to me on my Razer headphones. And my Razer Ouroboros uh, mouse, which is the biggest waste of money I think I've ever spent on a peripheral. I I had the Razer, whatever their headset is, um, the Kraken 7.1. Yeah. And it's actually really good, but I got it for half price. So They have, they have some genuinely good products. Um, it's just that their premium tier stuff is really overpriced and not very good. Right. Uh I could never possibly recommend uh this mouse. Um 
it would be great if the drivers weren't complete trash. Right. But let's not let's not get completely sidetracked like Let's usual. not. Let's not. Let's talk about something else that they have that you're going to be able to plug in. It's another probably super overpriced thing. Yeah. So, um well, as part of of this razor blade stealth thing, which is on its own, it's just a continuation of them making MacBook Pros but with Windows on them. Um they they've added in this other thing called the Razer Blade Core, I think, or something like that. It's 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 called the Razer something Core, right? But it's oh, it's, it's called the Razer Core. Okay. Um, you it's an external GPU enclosure. Um, which this is something that a lot of different companies have been working out uh, how to market and how to produce efficiently. Um, and really the only thing that you've been able to do, uh, up until very recently was either put in a proprietary port on a laptop, a la the X- Dell XPS uh, 13, um, and apparently the Alienware 13 did that too, um, but, um, that's not really viable for, for most companies. And uh, the the other way that you could potentially do it was with a uh, Thunderbolt port. Right. Which, uh, the only laptops that really have had Thunderbolt up until the last couple of years have been MacBooks. And no one wants an external GPU for their MacBook. No. Um, so what uh, Razer has done is they took advantage of the fact that USB Type-C the newest version of USB, um, integrates directly with Thunderbolt. Um, Thunderbolt 3. Oh. So, so basically, you can plug this external graphics enclosure into the USB Type-C port on the, the Razer uh, Blade. On the Razer Blade. And you got yourself a full-fledged gaming machine. Like, yeah, it's basically a docking station. Uh uh, more or less, yeah. yeah. Um, it's it's just a big block that sits off to the side and does all the hard stuff. Well, yeah, it's it's a docking station. If you notice on the picture, there are four USB ports and an Ethernet port on it. Yes, it it so. expands it expands everything, and I'm sure that uh, I'm sure that you can also plug external displays into the the graphics card there, since those are all exposed still. Exactly. So, so yeah, it it is basically like a docking station without the actual docking functionality. And you can uh the the big part of it, which you're you're kind of avoiding, is that you can put like a nine eighty Ti in there. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it's it's not just like an external graphics thing that, that you buy and it just has like a big graphics card in it. It will support a full-length PCI Express graphics card. So, and you just can put any one that you want in there as long as it fits. It has a built-in 500 watt power supply, which, considering the trend right now, is to decrease the power consumption of graphics cards. And the newest GPU still only uses less than 400 watts. Uh, you're looking at this thing pretty much. 
being able to do just about anything yeah. uh, that you could throw at it. Uh, this, and for the price, in all honesty, it's not bad. No, it, uh, it is, it's expensive. I mean... It, it's expensive, but when you look at what it's what it could directly be competing with, which is Ultrabooks uh, and the MacBook Pro in particular... Right. Um, $1,000 gets you a Core i7, 8 gigs of RAM, and a 128 gig uh, solid-state drive. And you get a uh, Quad HD which is 1440p uh, touchscreen along with, like, all the keys are individually backlit um, and the the, you get uh, wireless AC, it comes with Windows 10, obviously. Uh, Let's see, what else here? It is a dual-core i7 because it's a laptop. Um, but like you just, it's a really nice laptop, especially for the, for the cost, for the cost. So they only have a dual core. You can't pay more and get a quad core. Um, probably whenever you up it to the uh, 4k version, it'll, it'll, it'll go to a quad core, but the base, uh, $1,000 model is a dual core i7. Yeah, because I would want to get a quad core just because. Yeah, you, you would on, on this kind of thing. They really, that's pretty much just the option for I'm too stupid to pay the extra $400 for something that's actually useful. Right, exactly. Uh, is Connor still here? No. He oh, okay. uh, tried to join, and he dropped back out. Oh, good. Good. So I think we're we're done with Connor for today, sadly. Uh, <clears throat> it is unfortunate. But I, if I had a lot of money, I might possibly do this. <laughs> this isn't for me, though. Uh, it's um i think it's a good idea for somebody who doesn't want to have a full-fledged desktop um whether due to space concerns or maybe you travel a lot or whatever uh i i think it's it's a great combination of portability uh while you can still have uh you know, good a good graphics capability because that's the right. that's that's what you always lose out in going with a mobile uh, gaming machine. Um, like even gaming laptops now, you can pay upwards of like three thousand dollars to have for, everything built in. Yeah, and everything everything is built into that machine, and what it is then is what it's going to be in four years. Exactly. Whereas something like this gives you the option to upgrade it over time. Now, you're not going to throw a new CPU in there, but at the same time, processors haven't really improved since, like, 2011. No, I mean, uh, they've improved. They've gotten faster, and they, they do bench out more and have better scores, but... It's marginal at yeah, best. Yeah, if you <laughs> bought a quad-core processor, like my 2600K that I had, you know, it's not as good as the processor I have right now, and it's definitely not as good as the Skylake processors out. But it's still, it doesn't really matter. The only thing I really needed to change was my graphics card. Yeah, um, particularly for gaming. And even looking at at performance, uh, for one, if you're if you're an enthusiast. Um, you can overclock older processors way beyond anything you can now uh, because the newer processors are much more focused on heat 
and uh, power efficiency. Right. Um, I mean, my my CPU probably uses at least four times as much power as a CPU nowadays that can do the same things. But the problem is that uh, it it it's still the new processors can't do a whole lot more than mine. No, not I mean they they're a little bit faster. Usually about yeah. usually they gain about ten or fifteen percent a year, which is Roughly. not a lot. Yeah, it's not. It's it's not worth upgrading very often. Exactly. Not nothing compared to your GPU, which no. something like this gives you that option where you don't have to pay two thousand dollars for a gaming laptop that's going to honestly be obsolete within the next three years. Yeah, and if you want to look, if if you're wondering what to buy a Roa and Reeton for birthday or Christmas, you got a year to save up for Christmas. So. My birthday I, is next Sunday. So. It's next Sunday. Oh yeah. Um I forgot about that. It's gonna be birthday cast with a row. Uh so I'm presuming you're not gonna be buying this. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Mr. Moneybags. I'd I'd be more likely to buy one of Razor's stupid fucking uh wearable devices than this thing yeah uh and those are useless <laughs> are they yes oh okay i i have no idea why anyone would ever buy any of these wearable things that they have me neither if i if i won the 1.3 billion dollars oh, uh, yeah. yeah i might i might consider buying this maybe <laughs> I'd probably pay off all my loans and just be like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm going to go retire. Uh, so it is a nice computer. You could do worse for $1,000. Um, you could buy a MacBook. Yeah, you, you could buy a MacBook. Uh, probably the $1,400 one would be the one that you're going to want to go with. It has a 4K resolution and 100% Adobe RGB for the colors, which means it's going to look really pretty. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, it's probably going to have a quad core. They don't list it, but I'm imagining it, that's going to have a quad core processor and probably 16 gigs of RAM. Actually, uh, I'm looking at it. Oh, I'm, I'm not sure that the, that anything upgrades whenever you, whenever you up the, uh, so you're paying, so you're paying, you're paying literally for a bigger screen and more RAM by the looks of it. Bigger screen and more solid state drive space. Or no, yeah, no, solid state drive space. Yeah, not right. That is retarded. Yeah, let me. Yeah, it's. I mean, maybe it's just a problem with their site, but that's kind of what it looks like. Which, yeah, that's kind of stupid. Yeah. I mean, for sixteen hundred, you actually can get a decent MacBook Pro. <laughs> yeah, and it isn't twelve and a half inches, which I didn't realize that the screen is tiny. It's yeah, it's a thirteen inch screen. So, so in order to play games, you're most likely going to have to hook it up to this thing anyway. Right. Well, you'd have to anyway because it has no the uh, the only GPU it has integrated is the Intel HD Graphics 520, which is oh. uh, I mean, you could play TF2 with it. My uh, pr my problem with this is that I typically see two types of people. Okay, there's me who I'm the type who I have a desktop and I do have a laptop, but I don't really get on my laptop very often. Usually at night when I'm watching a video. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
So there's the people who have desktops, and that's what they want their computer to be. They want their computer to be a desktop. If they want to go play a game, they go sit at their desktop. If they have a laptop, they'll use that for other things, sitting around, watching a movie, typing stuff up, browsing the web. Yeah. They usually don't combine. Okay? So I, I like their idea that they're, they kind of want it to be an all-in-one unit so you can get that desktop, take it away, and just have this kind of docking station you can plug into. Yeah. But I think most people are kind of like me. They'll, they're fine with having a desktop to do... It's even gamers. They're fine with having a desktop to be able to play games and having a laptop to sit off to the side. Because now 10 years ago when LANing was still a big thing, I know a lot of my friends wanted to get laptops so they could take it to LANs. But that's kind of died out. Like, there's not a lot of LANing anymore because most games are played online. Yeah. So I think that this, it's just, I don't think it'll fit. It, they're, they're trying to find a really niche group of people who want to be able to use their laptop for literally everything. Well, at the same time, though, keep in mind, this is Razer, and that's pretty much all they go for is the niche market. I mean, remember they also had that concept last year, I think it was, where it was a modular computer yeah, uh, setup, and it was like cartridge-based, where you just kind of took these big block uh, components and shoved them in there uh, into these slots and everything was always liquid cooled and all this like it, it's it's a great idea and it was basically marketing at the PC gamers who are too stupid to put their own parts in pretty much I saw that too and like what group is that other than other than like whatever market there is for the pre-built desktop gaming PCs. And, like, there can't be that many of those. No. And they're only going to buy a computer once every four years. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm I'm a rarity, okay? I built, I build a computer usually about once every two to three years. I mean, I would, I would, I would do, I would do things more often if I had more money. Right. Uh, so. <laughs> and I think I'm going to keep my current setup for quite a while. Like, yeah. probably three years. But most people, and it's getting longer, I've noticed. Um, most people, that when I was in school, they said a general computer will last about four or five years. And I and, that, and then they're going to upgrade because their computer's too slow. And I think that it's it's about four or five years that people are holding on to their computer still. And so there's that, it's such a niche market, such a small market that they're going to buy this computer once and then wait a couple years, two or three years before they try to upgrade or anything like that. Maybe yeah. these people, maybe the people that they're gearing towards are like me, that they want to upgrade every year or two. Because I've seen people who they build a brand new computer, $3,000 every single year. It's retarded, but I've seen it. So I just see it as, as a good choice for 
for if you are because I personally I if I had the choice I would buy a new graphics card every few years. I mean I have really. Yeah. I think I think my 560 Ti I got in like I don't know what probably the, the year it came out. Yeah. And then I got a 780. That's uh, true. If you, and and I got that like last year, maybe the year before that. Like it's um it, it, the graphics card is the one thing that you always upgrade first. Uh if you, if you play games. So yeah. Maybe uh, that and, maybe you're right. Maybe that maybe this being able to upgrade your graphics card on this and then keep on playing uh maybe that'll maybe that's why. Cuz that's but, yeah, that that's that's what I would like personally um if I had the money and I didn't already have a good gaming setup, like this would probably be what I would look at first because and then you can... go cry because <laughs> you can't afford it. Yeah, but th- this is like the it's a great well, it's a decent workstation laptop. Like it, it would get everything that I would need to get done done. Yeah, and then for gaming, you just plug in your your brick, and you can suddenly play any game you want pretty much because. It's it's a dual core processor with hyper threading, so it's basically a quad core, right? And that's good enough for the majority of games out there. Yeah, it's not gonna, it's not great for games because you typically want quad core now. But most games, most games don't really take advantage of it. Take no. advantage of quad cores, but uh, really take advantage of of high CPU speed much at all. That's true. This is this is true. So I got a text from Connor. Uh, he said, and I quote, "Shit ton of fire trucks down the road. Think that might be the reason." <laughs> <laughs> so I think we lost Connor for a bit. Let's see. I think I got another one. Nope. I hope he doesn't die. Uh, yeah, yeah. Hope so too. But so th- maybe something <laughs> happened with the wires. Yeah. So. Yeah, I hope so too. Anyway. Anyway, let's go. Let's move on. Uh, we got two more stories. We've already been talking for an hour. Yeah, I know. <laughs> when it gets into techie stuff, we we can talk for quite a while. Unfortunately. Uh, we're gonna go with one story that we need to talk about, but that is our the ne- the last story we're gonna talk about is the one that we've been building up to all pretty much all week. No piracy. So, no, we're going to talk about piracy. <laughs> I know which one you're talking about. We're, we're going to talk about the piracy. So, uh, apparently a group of Chinese hackers are thinking that we may not be able to pirate games anymore in a couple years. Yeah, well, no. <laughs> See, here's my thing. Uh, so, So, basically what it's saying is that games are being so hard to crack now. That yes, they're able to crack the games. Like they're they're gonna be able to. They're trying to crack right now, Just Cause Three, and they're working on cracking other games. But that it's getting so difficult that they oh, see his face popped up. Oh, good. Within the next two years, they think that we may not be able to crack games anymore. I personally think this is not 
I, I don't think that they're correct because I think that we will always find ways to crack games. Um, but it might it might just be so hard that it's not worth it. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like that's the only thing I can think of. Um, if Connor's here, he can he can weigh in. Connor is here after some fire truck related kind issues. Anyways, uh, so just coming from the background of being a software engineer. I understand how important it is to kind of make things that can't be cracked. I also understand how, you know, imperative it is to understand that nothing is ever uncrackable. Right. If you're, if you're going to make a key pair system, eventually someone's going to find out how to tickle the tumblers of your key. The reason why something will never be uncrackable essentially comes from the fact that you're either going to, what Reeton said, where it's going to be not worth the effort in order to crack it, or it'll completely destroy the game if you're trying to. Right. Yes, things are hard to crack, but if the only way to like truly ensure that your game is 100% uncrackable is to sacrifice performance for gameplay. Right. Or not gameplay, uh, protection, that is. No one in their right mind would ever do that. Essentially what that means is... You Except for everybody that, is... that implemented sick, you run. Yeah, like eBay, or eBay, EA games. Yeah. Look how well that went. Hey, remember when Spore wasn't supposed to be crackable? And before and it even came out, it was cracked? I had it two weeks before it was launched. Yeah. 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 Somebody well, SimCity uh... had always online DRM, and then uh, somebody made an offline mode for it. Yep. Friggin' people I, I... are making... Sorry, I interrupted you, Connor, but people are making uh, Star Wars Galaxy. They've, they've went and... They've made their own Star Wars Galaxy servers. Oh, yeah. They did that with uh, WoW a long time ago, too. Yeah, I used to they, love playing on servers like that. Yeah, they reverse engineer the servers and are able to put the servers up. So I think maybe possibly <laughs> you might not you know, have a 100% uncrackable game. So what are so do, do you think that you could crack games, Connor? Um, I could. That does not mean that I think I'm the person who would be doing it, though. Okay. I, I know for a fact I could. Um, it, it's kind of like I could also program a website. That does not mean that I consider myself a front-end developer. It just means I can. Right. Like, I can I can make a website, uh, but I, like, I have no creative skills, so that's why I kind of work on templates with, with WordPress, because I know kind of what I want my site to look like, but my problem is I'm fine with just simple layouts and a lot of people want fancy stuff, but with this, I'm getting off topic. So with this whole cracking thing, do you think in two years we're still going to be able to go to torrent freak and, and get new video games for free? Yes. Okay. Because this also ignores, um, it barring the fact that, that there will always be a way, um, and this is one software solution that has so far been deemed hard to crack, if but not impossible. Uh, it's de- this Denuvo DRM. It's only been used in a handful of games so far. Um, just cost only... three. Well, just cost three. Uh, Fucking Western Dark Souls, whatever that was called, Lords of the Fallen. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. 
that was that was one of the big ones and also dragon age inquisition yeah um thus far i'm not sure lords of the fallen ever actually got cracked but that's also an incredibly niche game that i don't think anybody gave that much of a shit about right um meanwhile dragon age inquisition has been cracked um and it uses the same drm it's mm-hmm. probably just a matter of rather than uh rather than something as simple as like using the same the same seed or whatever to generate all their random keys and all that shit and stuff i only barely grasp instead of instead of sharing things across all of their their drm implementations denuvo probably actually does something smart uh with all that so it makes it hard um encryption's hard to break if it's done right that doesn't mean that it's impossible though Securom, you mentioned earlier Securom, that was hard to break for a while too yep and now it's it's just laughable in a in a funny old memory um but another thing to remember is that uh it's all still software and if you can't break the encryption then you attack the software around the encryption and right and and there's there's sites like gog.com that they they pride themselves on not having drm yeah so if like if somebody buys i'm sorry that's the well that's that's the second thing is that um ignoring that that you know eventually denuvo will get cracked it doesn't even matter for games that don't have drm in the first place well yeah that too but like gog even games that typically have drm they take it out when they sell it if unless i'm wrong well they um they i i think every game on gog is every game on gog drm free yeah i believe so I, i believe that's that's their thing um and yeah they they don't necessarily take it out um unless it's one of their really old games where it's like baked in yeah um or if it's one of the grand theft auto games um, where they ship a, a crack with the game because they couldn't figure out how to bypass the DRM. Um, that is hilarious. Yeah. But, um, yeah, there, there are going to be a lot of games like the, all those on GOG, um, like indie games that are just kind of thrown up on Steam or whatever. Um, those are always going to exist. And until something like Denuvo DRM is put into the into the public publicly available area where it's like this open source uh you know GPL licensed thing um it, it's not it's not going to matter yeah uh to that point like and whenever you've only got a handful of games using this DRM right now obviously it's not going to get cracked very quickly because there's not going to be a lot of people working on it uh it's kind of the same thing as whenever uh people used to think that max were immune to viruses was just uh, because yeah it's just because they had like five percent of the pc market whoa 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 you're aiming high there well at that time it. at that time they had like two percent of the market okay. share like I mean, now now they've got close to 15 percent, but they also can't really say that they're immune to viruses anymore either they still people still believe that though they do because of long held beliefs but uh, Apple took that off their website uh, years ago. Right. And, I mean, Linux gets a lot less viruses, too, but it's just because people don't 
program it's viruses not, for if them. people are using the a... Linux system, they're not doing something malicious. They're, you know, being professional. Yeah, like we have it's Linux a... at my job because that's what we put on our servers. Yeah, it's not a desktop OS. So, mm-hmm. like, Grandma is not going to log in on her, on her Debian machine and fucking... <laughs> She's she's not gonna open the terminal and type sudo give me the virus. <laughs> she, she's it's not gonna happen, and that's that's why Linux viruses really aren't a thing. Um, they exist, Linux, but with Li- yeah, with Linux you see direct actual attacks on on Linux systems. You don't see viruses that just get spread out and then lock all your documents and say send me fifty. Fifty dollars in a money pack, or you're not getting your family pictures back. <laughs> yeah, or um... So, um, slightly related but inappropriate. I'm proud of my mother. I got her on Linux. Uh, Ubuntu. Impressive. Yeah. Okay. It's user friendly, but uh, my ma is not doing super well off, and she needed a computer. Oh, that sucks. So we gave her a computer, and um, I I saw what was happening. Is if we did Windows, it'd be, you know, Windows uh updates and oh i have to upgrade or whatever not have to but like if work required it or something like that yeah so i was just like okay here's what we're gonna do your husband is fucking genius about this stuff so him and i talked together and we got her hooked up with a little laptop with ubuntu on it it's great that's not bad because uh it, there for a while my mom and i'm getting off topic but my mom had a uh, uh windows xp uh desktop this was like six or seven years ago and she would be like, hey, my computer's all messed up. I need you to clean it. So I just reformat it. So I was like, yeah. And I was like, you need to stop <laughs> clicking on the pops up. You need to stop clicking on ads. Stop downloading things without asking me. And then two weeks later, she'd be like, my my desktop's being all messy again. I was like, son of a bitch. So she, uh, I eventually I just stopped. I was just like, I'm not helping you anymore. <laughs> But it would have been nice to just put, you know, Ubuntu on her computer and then she could go to Facebook and she could watch YouTube and she wouldn't have to worry about getting a virus as much as um, you pretty much don't. I mean, there are still viruses that you can download, but it's so rare to get a virus on a on a Linux machine or even a MacBook. Um that it is for those people it's a little bit better but they do have some pretty malicious things that you can put on macbooks yeah. because they're all they're also because they're secure because they didn't have viruses for so long their security is really weak for some mm-hmm. for well, certain things too it de- it depends on what you're like like apple just has really bad implementation of a lot of things you, you could just say apple is really bad yeah, yeah. Yep. There, um, the the underlying ideas behind OSX, like the fact that it is you know, Unix based and it uses the Unix permission structure, so that if something malicious tries to run, it uh, unless it's exploiting some bug somewhere in OSX, it's not going to really be able to do much of anything without getting your password. I mean, sadly, most Mac users are going to go, yeah, whatever, I want screensavers. But, you know, it, it, it it's not something like Windows where you have permission, uh, whatever the hell it's called, elevation uh, bugs that are just a dime a dozen. 
right can give anything admin access if it wants it and like Microsoft patches out another 200 of those every patch Tuesday and then 300 more are found the next week. Oh yeah. So um I need to move I need to move on to the next story yeah, cuz we've been going we're, on for We're a while. looking at we're looking at 2 hours on this podcast right now. Uh well no it's been an hour and 15 minutes. I think we're good. Yeah, that's what I'm saying though cuz we're going to talk about the Oculus and it's going to go on forever. Okay. So I have to <clears throat> I have to say this in my my this is going to you guys might might re- remember this. So according to what I'm reading right now in March, you'll be able to buy the Oculus Rift for five hundred ninety-nine U.S. dollars. <laughs> uh, and that's a lot of fucking money. <laughs> yeah, yes, it is. Um, so the the Oculus Rift is, if somebody's listening and doesn't know, it's it's a VR thing. First off, why are you listening? But uh, it's a VR thing. You put it on your head. It has to be headphones built in, I believe, and you yeah. can move you can move your head around. It'll move with the certain games and stuff. Uh really neat idea i was planning on buying it uh because the general theory was it was, it was supposed to be around 350 or 400 dollars yep but now it's being released at 600 dollars expected to ship in march they have since sold out of the march production or the march units and so they're being pushed back to may 2016 I still might get an Oculus Rift just because I'm stupid. I'm a big dumb dummy. Uh, let me get your guys' thoughts on this. For six hundred dollars, no way, no fucking okay. way. Okay, and this doesn't even come with the touch controllers that they they wanted to include. Right, that's what pisses me. The way the, what I'm looking at it as, like I've used it just because I work at a university where we uh, one of our big things is we release more uh, video game related majors than any other school in the country almost. Yeah. So I've gotten to get my hands dirty with it just as from the developer's standpoint. You know, I've gotten to take one apart and look at the hardware and shit. It's a cool system. It's not worth, no, $700. Oh, sorry, $600. It's it's just not there. Additionally, you know, give it a little bit. Uh, what is it? HTC is making their own version of it. Uh, HTC. HTC and Valve are making the... Uh... The, is it called like the Vive? Yeah. yeah, something. And uh, I know PlayStation's making the their PlayStation VR. Why do they? Yeah. Why do companies always have cool names for their products, and then they go to something stupid? <laughs> like they had the Morpheus, which yeah, sounds. I, I was actually cool. just gonna bring that up. Um, yeah. I imagine the issue is marketing. They don't yeah. want something sounding too aggressive. That's true, but like that's the only thing I could think. But I, I the first time I realized this was with uh, Fable. So, do you guys remember the code name for Fable? No. It was Project Ego, and I thought that name was way cooler than Fable. Well, yeah, but I mean, for a fantasy game, that I mean, that sounds very explicitly sci-fi. That's true, but uh, I just thought. You know, Fable just sounds like such a... It sounds like a cliche name. Yeah. Uh, But let's move on. So now, the, Naming uh, it Ego would have been something. That could have been, yeah. Something not Fable. <laughs> yeah, just like the the Connect should have... It should have been named Natal. Yeah, see, that I sounds... That's an awesome name. Yeah, yeah. it sounds uh, unique. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I, the Oculus, they obviously didn't change their name, but... So what do you think of the Oculus Rift, Connor? You're you're the only one. I don't know if a row has been able to use one. I have not. Okay, so right. 
So, what do you think of it? What's your slight the, short The initial impression is, as someone who wears glasses, it is very awkward at first. Okay. But, I mean, I think anytime you touch any new piece of hardware, you're going to have that adjustment stage. You know, um, I also couldn't really be, you know, I was able to take it apart, but as far as setting everything up, I couldn't be sitting there playing with lenses for 40 minutes, you know? I, I was at work. I was doing work. So, quote, getting quote. it... Just right. I feel like that'll be in its own, you know, realm a task that you might not ever get perfectly calibrated to how you want it. Now, did the Oculus Rift touch your glasses? Like, when you had it on, were the lenses far enough away that they weren't... I I gave up. I, uh, when, I, when I played the Oculus with my glasses on, I kept on feeling the pressure, so I just took them off and said, you know, screw it. There's, there's LEDs right in my face. I shouldn't need them anyways. See, my eyesight is so bad that I don't. I need my glasses on. Like, I, there is no way I can do pretty much anything without my glasses on. And so, I would need it to be comfortable while my glasses were on. Otherwise, I, I couldn't do anything unless they have a way to have prescription fuzziness built in. Like, <laughs> which would be amazing, by the way. If yeah. any developers listen to this, and you could find a way to put people's prescriptions into the Oculus. I'm uh, sure that that can be a thing. Yeah, that would be amazing if if that was actually programmed in. But I'm digressing. Uh so how was it with the, with the glasses off? Connor. Connor? Oroa? <laughs> uh, I'm still here. Ah, uh, did Connor leave again? Oh boy. That sounds like it. You know, this All isn't right. a bad podcast even even with him cutting out. Yeah. Uh, but it you know, it does come with two games. It comes with Lucky's Tale and Eve Valkyrie. Uh I don't know what Lucky's Tale is. Do you know? It's it's uh it's like family friendly Conquers Bad Fur Day is what it looks like. And Eve Valkyrie just... Okay, sorry. Uh, it, it's just a really generic-looking collectathon platformer. And Eve Valkyrie is, I believe, just Eve Online, but like, kind of with more action-packed fights. Like you can actually control the vehicle, like the spaceships, a little bit more. Actually, it's just it's just more or less a it's just a shooter. Like it's a space sim. It's like it's like um, uh, the combat training. In Elite Dangerous. In Elite Dangerous or in, uh, you know, the the other one that we keep talking about. Uh, Star Citizen. Yeah, Star Citizen. Uh, Arena Commander, I believe that's what it's called. Yeah, it's it's basically just that, but I think there's like a storyline or something. I don't know. It doesn't it doesn't matter. It's, it's bullshit throwaway crap that uh, they just made in it, to have something at launch. So... Are you going to be getting an Oculus Rift when it comes out? No. Um, honestly, after seeing... Like, I haven't used it yet. Right. So, obviously, I can't make any judgment based on the actual capabilities of the device. However, um, seeing the way that they have put together the launch of this thing and seeing what other companies, including Sony have managed to do um, with, with this concept, I really think that, unfortunately, 
while Oculus may have had, that may have been the thing that kicked the whole thing off, I, I don't think that they're anywhere near the best out there. Um, I'm, I'm interested in the Steam one because yeah. Valve makes really good products, really good games. Um, they're a little and unique. After using, mean, after using the Steam controller, like I even have a lot of confidence in their hardware. Well, and I've heard good things about the Steam Link, too. Yeah, which is another thing that I'm actually considering picking up just because my Steam box thing is not, it's not perfect. Right. Um, and they generally, from what I have noticed, they, they reasonably, reasonably price their stuff. Yeah. And the, the Steam Link and the Steam Controller together is $100. Right. Um, and the controller on its own being 50 bucks is fantastic. Uh, so, like, they're probably selling that stuff at a loss because they can. That's what uh, I was thinking. But, you know, whatever. Um, whereas with the Rift, they're supposedly selling it at a loss, which is horrifying to me. <laughs> yeah. Because if they're already losing money on this thing and it costs $600... And in all honesty, they haven't done much to give people a reason to buy the damn thing. Um, that was one of the big things that I that I said for years. Like as soon as the Oculus started becoming like an actual thing, I was like, the big problem is going to be getting people to buy it because it, it's just this enigma. Like gamers, sure, they're going to pick it up immediately, but that's not what makes for a long-term viable product. And and it won't they come out with the Rift 2 for let's say 500 bucks? And what if that does happen? When will that happen? That will happen. Yeah, make, making your fan base feel like they've been manipulated or used in any way is never the way to have retention. No. And that's probably going to end up happening. Um and I don't I don't I don't like that. I don't like any of the way that they've that they've done this where they held off on giving people what it was going to cost until they launched pre-orders. And while I do like that they're giving all the dev kit backers a free finalized rift, um they're really not doing enough otherwise. I thought about backing it uh when they did the dev kit one. What really sucks is that Katie almost bought me one. Oh yeah? Yeah. Did she, you punch uh, her for not? No. Um <laughs> she just she just couldn't afford it, but like if she had, well then I'd have a finalized one. Like that'd be pretty cool. But it's really the only cool thing that they're doing with this whole thing because the included games bleh, no one no one fucking cares. No. And the fact that they're including a, an Xbox One controller with it like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, fifty. Uh, so the Xbox and, and One then, controller and, then they and delay speakers. The touch controllers. Yeah, yeah. They, oh boy, they get a fucking pair of headphones. Yeah. Uh, so we're nearing an hour and a half on this. Uh, so we're gonna end it here. Uh, if you want to talk more about the Oculus Rift, go into the comments section wherever you're at. Uh, whether it's on reentertainment.com or on SoundCloud. Uh. You know, mention what you think about the Oculus Rift or any of the stories we've spoken about today. And uh, I want to thank you for joining me, Aroa. 
Yeah. You can follow Aroa at on Twitter at Aroa. So it's just at Aroa. Uh, or you can follow him on Twitch, which he never streams. But that's Aroa1337 and YouTube at Aroa1337. Yes, sir. Uh, you can follow Connor on Twitter, right? Mm-hmm. And that's at Nemesis0320. Same thing for his Twitch, which he never streams on. Um, and you can find some of his articles not on... No, you can't, because... Not anymore. There, there be geeks is dead. <laughs> uh, and you can follow me, of course. I'm Nathan Reed Spruce. You can follow me on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Reeton. You can follow me on Twitter at Reeton. You can follow me on YouTube. My name is Reeton on there as well. Or you can look up Nathan Spruth. Uh, yeah, and then also make sure to follow on SoundCloud. That may, way you'll be always be updated when our podcast comes out every single Sunday because we have no lives. Also, um, if you have an iDevice, like an iMac, an iPod, an iPhone. First off, we're laughing at buys you. I, who buys iMacs? Who I, does that? I don't know. I'm just saying that some people... Who do. does that? I, I don't know. Um, you can actually download the Reaton Entertainment Podcast onto those devices. We're on the iTunes store. I don't know why they allowed us on there. <laughs> because we talk a shit on Apple pretty much every podcast. But... We're still there. Uh, they still, every single episode is up there, I believe. So uh, every time I upload, it gets uploaded to the uh, iTunes store, and I think somebody is actually subscribed to me on there. They probably <laughs> hit it by mistake. No, no, no. I <laughs> met, I met him. I met him at the Portland Retro Gaming Expo. His oh, name's yeah, that guy. His name's Earl Gray the Third. Yes, his real name is Earl Gray. Yeah, he drank a lot of tea. Uh, his, I don't know. Um, I don't think he's hot. Ha 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 Because Star Trek, Star Trek. Shut up. I tried. Uh, thank you guys for joining me. And I will probably talk to both of you next week. Probably. Yeah. All right. Thanks for, for being here. I'm going to eat dinner. Wait, can you get me dinner? Uh, do you want some pho? Uh, I want some random acts of pizza. Pho? Uh, yeah. You mean... The the P H O yeah fa. I don't think that's how it's pronounced. That is actually how it's pronounced. I thought it was. I thought it was like fa. Oh fa. Maybe it's fa. I don't care. It's uh, fucking food. Fe. Fe. It's like F and then a schwa. How do you say a schwa? Hold on. Oh no, it's fa. It's fa. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. Uh, I said fo for the longest time. Yeah, because we're American. Because I'm American. Anyway, thank you guys for, for being here. I will talk to you all next week. Bye. Bye. Bip, 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 bip.